going on, everybody? Welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to this week's Productive Agent Podcast. My name is Tony Ruiz, the founder and host of the Productive Agent Podcast and Facebook group. want to welcome you back. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving break. I had a lot of great time with family and friends over this past week, and uh, we had some good food, some good drinks. Uh, we were able to attend a Spurs game, which was a lot of fun. And uh, we went to Bernie downtown on Saturday, it was, um, to uh, enjoy Dickens on Main. If you've never attended Dickens on Main in Bernie, it's a really cute uh, setup that they have down there. It's usually the Friday and Saturday right after Thanksgiving. It's all decorated for Christmas, etc. So make plans next year if you've never attended that. I want to take a minute to thank you for tuning in uh, thus far Uh, We are growing, and it's really exciting to watch those statistics. We are up to 181 downloads so far, and we will cruise past 200 with this episode airing. Uh, So thank you for tuning in, number one. And number two, please share the show. Help us grow. If if you find value in this, please share it with somebody that will find value in it as well. As of now, we've been listened to in 21 different cities, and across three different countries represented in the U.S., Canada, and Panama. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Now go share the show. Today's episode is entitled What Ninja Selling Taught Me, Part 2. A couple weeks ago, we did Part 1, entitled Personal Mastery. A lot of great information there. If you missed it, go check it out, right, wherever you listen to podcasts. Today is entitled Stop Selling, Start Solving. Before we get into it, this is not a replacement of the book. There's tons of great information that I just won't be able to share with you. Um, I'm going to try to touch on as much as I can, but I encourage you to go buy or download the book, Ninja Selling. It's written by Larry Kendall. It's one of the best real estate books that I've come across so far. This is just a great overview of it, but go buy, download it. You will not regret it. So let's get going. So what is selling? Let's start there. We don't want to sell, right? We want to solve. Selling is typically thought about as pitching an idea, pitching a product, or pushing a product onto somebody. It's using tactics and trickery, right? And looking out for his or her own interest as the salesperson. A very negative experience that I'm sure we've all experienced at one point or another. And it feels uncomfortable and it gets a bad rep. All right. What we want to come across as as a great real estate agent is coming across as serving and solving problems for our customer and making sure that we put the customer's needs first. We want to give service, counsel, and value, which is the highest form of selling and is the foundation of ninja selling. Customers want to trust us to help them make a good decision. So we want to come from a place of value and help rather than pushiness. The first step is to attract. Instead of going after those people, we want those people to come to us, right? And we do this the right way. It's just a much more enjoyable experience for both you as the agent and them as the client slash customer, right? So in order to do that, people move towards people that they know, like, and trust, all right? So um, I know some people go after cold calling and do all that, and that's fine and great, but you want to establish rapport as quickly as possible, and we're going to kind of show you how 
Uh, obviously, if it's people that are in your sphere, family, friends, people that know you from work environments of the past, that's also a great start. But you want to try to get to know these people, have them like you, be likable, and have them trust you, all right, and be honest with people. Make them feel good. Um, get them to be comfortable with you and your presence, all right, and um, we'll talk to, about that as we go. People will move towards value. So when you create value, they will come to you. That's how we attract, right? You create value by being likable, by being trustworthy, solving their problems, and making them feel good. So what do people value, all right? So if we need to create this value so that we can attract these people towards us, what do they value? Really, it boils down to two things. Anything that solves their problem or eases their pain, right? So um, I think of things like solutions to house needs, all right? Um, somebody has a house, they're a homeowner, um, and they have a pipe burst. Well, they need a plumber. You can help them re refer a great plumber to them, you know, a great electrician to them, great handyman to them. Um, you could help them with things around the house. So when anything happens around their house, they should be thinking about you and you put them in touch with trusted people that will take care of their problems, all right? So easing their pain. They also might need financial needs, all right? Possibility of like, hey, man, I really wish I could get my payment down. Well, let's talk to a great loan officer that I work with and let's see if refinancing is good for you, all right? And see if we can lower that payment. Uh, a pain that they might have is like, hey, I got to sell this house because I'm moving uh, for the job. Well, there's a pain there and we're going to solve that problem by helping them sell their house quickly, all right, and at a great price. Uh, another pain is like, hey, we're busting at the seams. We're in a two-bedroom. We really need a three-bedroom. Okay, well, helping them with that pain and helping buy a house. So find the pain that they're in and help solve that pain. The second way is to make them feel good, all right, um, brings them pleasure. Things like, hey, buying a house is a lot of fun and brings a great excitement and enjoyment that creates pleasure. Right, selling a house can also be a lot of fun. Right, upgrading a house, um, etc. Right? Getting a profit for all of the equity that you've built up over the years—that's a pleasure. Celebrating birthdays and anniversaries. Um, I just sent a birthday uh, text message earlier today. Really well received. Um, those types of things and making sure that there's somebody out there that's thinking about them, cares about them, etc. Uh, inviting them to client parties is another great way to make them feel good, right? It, it, it includes them. Um, it's pleasurable. It's being around people. Uh, maintaining healthy relationships with these people. You know, everybody's going through tough things. Everybody's working day in, day out. Uh, we get distracted by things. But just hearing from a friendly voice makes a huge difference, right? So just finding ways to take care of their pain and their pleasure, so how do we find the pain and pleasure? All right, what is Bob's pain and pleasure? Well, we ask questions and we listen, right? And when we listen, we find more questions to dig deeper and help them solve those pain and pleasure, all right? And the way that we do that is we ask questions and we ask FORD questions. FORD is an acronym that stands for Family, Occupation, Recreation, and dreams. So you're going, Tony, what the heck do I call this person about? What am I going to talk to them about? 
All right, well, ask them one of these questions. And these are the types of questions that just gives you a start uh, of where to start. All right, so family, these are the types of questions that you would ask. Hey, are you from here? Oh, you're not? Oh, cool. Where, where are you originally from? All right, and that opens the conversation and you find out, oh, well, all of their family is in New Jersey and they moved down here for the job, you know, but someday they might want to move back to New Jersey or whatever, or they might have family move in from New Jersey. So just asking that simple question of where are you from? Another one for family is how's the family? You know, how are your kids? You know, how's your dog? How's the wife? Whatever it is. So like so many questions inside of family that you can ask and find pain or pleasure, see how things are going, check in on them. What is your son up to nowadays? Is he still playing baseball? You know, oh no, it's basketball season. They just started his first year. That's really cool. Awesome. Are you coaching? What are you doing? So you just find things like that. Where, um, when does your daughter graduate is another good question, right? I know that she's, what, she's a junior now? Oh, so next year she's going to graduate? Wow. Where is she going to school? What is she thinking about going to school? What does she want to do? Those types of questions are great questions that fall under family of the Ford questions. Uh, o stands for occupation, right? Simple questions as, hey, what do you do for work? How's business? How's everything at work? How's your wife liking her new job? All right, those are the just examples of uh, some of those questions that fall into the occupation, all right? I love asking, uh, what do you do for work? So when I meet somebody new, I introduce myself. One of the first questions I ask them is, hey, what do you do for work? I love this question because I'm putting the interest in them rather than me, all right? And they usually tell me, oh, I work over at AT&T, whatever, just making something up. And they tell me about what they're doing, how long they've been there. Oh, that's great. Guess what? When they're done telling me that, what are they going to ask me? And go, well, what do you do for work? And then that opens the door perfectly to let them know that I'm a realtor here in the area. And then I tell them my story. And as soon as that opens up, it opens up a can of worms of all kinds of questions of how's the market, blah, blah, blah. So then now they know they feel comfortable because they've opened up to you about what they do. And now they know that you're a trusted realtor that's not out there looking for the, the sell, right? You're just interested in them, getting to know them. Um, and I find it builds great rapport that way. Uh, the R stands for recreation. Uh, questions might sound like this. What are your plans this weekend? How was the game last week? Do y'all have any trips planned for this summer? How's the golf game? All right, so anything that they like. And um, I've been cruising on Facebook and kind of stalking some of my sphere and, you know, picking up on things. So if you don't know what they like, um, maybe do a little background research before you call them or text them about something. Uh, you know, fill it in on your database is what I'm working on right now. And know that, oh, this person's a golfer. Oh, uh, they just traveled to Hawaii last week. Oh, they do, uh, their son is on travel baseball team and that, that takes up a lot of their time. Know what your people do and ask them about it, um, that creates a great rapport connection there, all right? The D stands for dreams, all right? Uh, questions might sound like this. What are your plans for the holidays? Are you going home? Are your parents coming here? What are they doing? 
What are your daughter's plans after graduation? You have any uh, trips planned for the summer? All right. So it just opens up and kind of lets you know what they're doing, what's going on. Big picture. Um, oh, we're going to the beach house. Oh, that's awesome. Where's your beach house? Yeah. So it just opens up and these are great starting questions and I'm sure you can come up with a lot more. But bottom line is you're trying to find pain and pleasure, right? And you're trying to solve it. You're trying to help them in whatever aspect they might need, right? And remember this, when you ask a question, don't have the next question already ready to spit out. Ask the question, listen to the response, and your next question is embedded in their response, all right? So if you use that, you know, you just let it organically go. And by the, by the time you wrap up that five, 10 minute conversation, maybe you just met them, they walk away going, man, that Tony guy's a real nice guy. You know, and that's all you want them to think, all right? That's all you want them to feel, all right? It's all about how they, how you made them feel, not what you gave them, all right? So super, super powerful on that. Another thing that they talk about is building your brand, right? And building your brand, they have four pillars that they talk about. Uh, number one is recognition. Number two is reputation. Three is relevance. And four is differentiation. Number one, when people mention your name or they look you up on Facebook, do they recognize that you are a professional realtor, All right? Are you recognized as one? Maybe you're brand new. Maybe you don't have that presence, when I was brand new, I was posting a lot of social media, posting a lot of property of the day. I didn't have a bunch of sold, just listed, all that stuff. But it was, they knew, if anybody looks me up on Facebook, they go, this guy's a realtor. I had a friend that I met in our new neighborhood, didn't talk about real estate at all, blah, blah, blah. We were just shooting the shit and talking about the neighborhood, where he's from. I uh, didn't mention anything about real estate. And then I just added him on Facebook casually. All right. Hey, he's a friend in the neighborhood. And then the next time I saw him, he brought it up. He said, oh, you're, you're a realtor. And I was like, yeah, how'd you know? And he was like, oh, yeah, I checked out your Facebook, blah, blah, that's cool. So, you know, um, you want to be recognized as a realtor if that is what you're doing. Number two is your reputation, right? Are you slimy? Are you pushy? Are you caring? Um, what kind of reputation, what do people say about you? That is super important. All right. Number three is relevance, right? The third pillar, um, you know, you might be really relevant to somebody that's looking to buy their first house right now. But if somebody's like not looking to buy or sell anytime soon, well, you're not that relevant at the moment, but you still want to be in contact with that person and have them in your database, etc. And the fourth pillar is how, what differentiates you between you and all the thousands of other realtors out there. Well, to me, this is I'm my own unique personality, right? There's really nothing that I do that makes me stand out much more than any other realtor. I truly feel that pretty much all of us that are pretty good at our jobs do a good job, right? But what I do is have that personal connection with them, making sure that I've taken care of them and they're my number one at that moment. So making sure that you focus on those. You are a brand, all right? And people will buy you before they buy your service. Remember that. And ask yourself, what do my current customers think of me or my past clients? What would they say about you if somebody asked? 
you know, and luckily I've had enough great um, opportunities to work with a lot of great uh, clients and most of them think very highly of me. I'm sure I'm not a hundred percent, right? But I strive for that hundred percent. So think about what do you want your customers to say about you? Most relevant services. Let's talk about that. So we're talking about relevancy. Um, they have a list of six relevant services for a seller and six most relevant services for a buyer. And a lot of these line up to be the same. Let's look at them. Number one, for a seller, access to current active and sold data. Well, that's kind of a no-brainer. You're on the MLS. You have your license. Uh, we all have that, right? Uh, number two is a pre-listing packet, right? Are you organized? Do you have a plan to list this house? That's pretty important um, if they're going to sign a contract with you and have you list and sell their house. You want to make sure that you have that, all right? Uh, number three, a pricing and marketing system with predictable results, all right? When you show up to uh, an appointment and you're able to show them data, all right, and go, this is what's sold recently. This is the highest. This is the lowest. This is the medium. You know, where, where do you want to be at? Show them the comps, how they stack up against each other. There's no denying the data, all right? So making sure that you have that. Number four is a proactive, competent realtor that they can trust. Well, hopefully you are that, all right? Or you have a support system behind you that can help you become that. Um, and we'll talk about that in a second. Number five, they want a smooth transaction. Right? Number six, they want consistent communication. And that's probably the easiest one to control um, and probably the most important one, honestly, is making sure that you communicate and are honest about every step of the way. On the buy side, let's see um, how things stack up. Number one, access to current active and sold data. All right, they want to know that information as much as the seller wants to know that information. Are they paying too much for a house? Are they getting a great deal, etc.? We all have access to that, and hopefully you're using that to your advantage. Number two, they want a buyer's packet. A lot of these buyers, um, even if they've bought a house or two in the past, they don't remember exactly the process. They don't go through the process every single day, every single week like we do. All right, so making sure that they understand, hey, step one, we're going to do this. Step two, we're going to do this. Step three, we're going to do this. All the way to step 10 to where we get the keys and you close. All right, um, that's super important in walking them through that. Number three, a process for finding the right house all right, and showing them that. Breakdown of this is how we're going to search. This is we're only going to send you what you want all right, in the area that you want and in the price point that you want. And we're going to help narrow it down in this way. That's super important. Number four, number five and number six are all the same. A, number four is a proactive and competent realtor that they can trust. Number five, a smooth transaction. And number six, consistent communication. All right, so we just need to take care of that. Uh, Ninja Selling talks about if you just deliver on these six services listed on the buy and sell side, you will be creating great value in your customers' lives. All right, so... Pretty easy. Focus on six things that you take care of, and you're going to have create raving fans that you want. How do you become a proactive, trusted advisor? All right. How, how do you do that? Uh, number one, uh, be proactive and call the customer before they call you. 
Um, I'm not 100% on that. Uh, I don't believe anybody's 100% on anything, but I, I try to. But it feels a little uncomfortable when the customer calls you and asks you for an update before you give them an update. Um, I'll tell you that firsthand. Uh, it's way better when you're saying, hey, just calling you with an update. This is where we're at. This is what's going on um, with the buy or sell, whatever side you're on. Give them an update before they are calling you for an update. Be proactive. Uh, provide solutions to the customer's pain and pleasure and solve it. So sometimes, just recently, I had I was listing a house and the appraisal came up well short. Before I just panicked and called the, the client to tell them what was going on, I came up with solutions. In fact, I wrote them all out and sent them in an email and said, this is what we're, what's going on. Your options are A, B, C, and D. All right. And I knew that, you know, she might not respond in a great way and to be, to be understood. Um, and I said, you know, I recommend in my professional recommendation that you go with B. Um, and then we talked it through. I gave her a call, said, hey, did you, were you able to read that email, etc." But providing solutions helps everything. All right. Um, so don't just throw them, hey, this is what's going on. Give them a solution to help resolve that. Um, be knowledgeable, right? Make sure that you study what the market is doing. Make sure you know the trends that are going on. Know the negotiation tactics. What are the negotiables? Um, which way can we go to, to help solve that? And know how to manage transaction every step of the way. These seem to be um, like, duh, all right? Of course, you should be doing all that. But um, you know as well as I do, not all agents do those things. So make sure that you're taking care of your clients and uh, being a proactive, trusted advisor. Uh, last thing I want to talk about is the five rules of ninja selling. Um, and we'll go over these, um, some other rules that they have later on in the book. But these five uh, wrapping up this part two section is number one, show up and just be visible. Show up on time, have a presence, right? Have confidence. Um, and show up for your customer. Number two is pay attention. When you're with the customer on the phone, in person, nothing else really matters at that moment unless there's an emergency going on, obviously. Right? But be present, right? Listen, care about what they're saying, care about what their needs are, right? Listen carefully. Number three, tell the truth and keep your commitments. All right. Uh, be honest. I feel like, and I tell pretty much all of my customers right up front, I'm going to be honest with you, good or bad. All right. And, and I think you deserve that. So just telling the truth and, and staying committed to the things that you commit to. Number four, create value for your customers. Solve problems and make them feel good and always put the customer first. And number five, don't get attached to the outcome. Take care of people and the commissions will follow. I'm a huge believer in that. I don't really track my numbers. I'm not focused on I got to hit this many millions of sales to get this much income. All I do is talk to people, take care of their needs, and the commissions come. And I promise you, when you start thinking like this, you will notice a difference. And it's okay that a deal might fall through or whatever, the most important thing is that you don't lose that relationship, right? 
So hold on to that relationship, take care of your people, guide them through the process. If the deal falls apart, there'll be another house, there'll be another buyer, whatever it is. But make sure you hold on to that relationship and build great rapport and take them through. So that's everything, guys. Um, yeah, that, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed the content. Um, if you did, you know what to do. Go share the show. Uh, give us a review. Leave us a rating. Uh, that really helps us grow. Uh, go follow us on Facebook uh, at The Productive Agent. is a private Facebook group that we run. Put up this show. Uh, you will also find in our uh, links to our Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube in the show notes. So go share the show with a friend. And I thank you for joining us today. Now let's get out there and go produce. Go produce.